Today is a Monday, the 11th of January, 2021. And what we're doing in coming here to train our minds, to cultivate them, is very important. Because the nature of the mind is that when it receives any sense impression, then ignorance or delusion arises very easily. That this um, ignorance is a strong habit of our minds. And all of the sense impressions that our minds experience within just the space of one day are very many. And then following this, there's a huge uh, number of times when this feeling of self arises as well. So just within the space of one lifetime, we are born and we die many, many times. This happens countless times just within one life, that there's birth and death. And when we are aware of any sensation, then delusion with regards to that sensation arises. If it's a sensation that is conducive to liking or to attraction, then the mind becomes attracted. If it's conducive to aversion, then the mind becomes averse. But the thing is, is that we don't will for our minds to become attracted or averse. We don't want for them to become chaotic. But this liking and disliking, attraction, aversion, stirs up the mind. And then all of these feelings of anger, of hate, of love, of jealousy, they come up in the heart as well. And so when we experience a sensation in the mind, if we don't understand it or know it in time, then there's always a sense of self that arises alongside it. And then we start to compare ourselves to others. Maybe we think that we're better than others. Uh, Conceit arises about this. Or we're the same, or we're lower than others. We see others who we believe are uh, to be better than us. And jealousy can come up in our hearts that we're not pleased in the success of other people. And it's natural for the mind that has had avijja, ignorance, and the kilesas, defilements, uh, training it for a long time to be this way. So we need uh, to to train the mind, Um, but this also takes time for us to do so. It's not something that happens instantly, It, it does take time. And if uh, we look in lines with reality, we see that there's no people there, there's no being, there's no self, there's no other. And when there's no self, then there's no higher or equal or lower. Everything is emptiness because it's all not self. These bodies are just a collection of elements, uh, these four elements. There's no self to it. And the mind doesn't have a true self there either. It's just a Dhamma element. So really, there's nothing at all. There's just emptiness. 
And when we see things in this light, then there's no comparison between self and others. We see that uh, the people who come into this world, they experience the loka dhammas, these worldly winds to different uh, degrees. And some people, uh, they can gain wealth and status and praise and pleasure without much difficulty. Uh, but for other people, it can be very tough for them to experience these things and to gain these things. But alongside these positive sides of the worldly winds, there's also the negative side, um, the side that we don't like that of loss, of loss of wealth, loss of status, uh, disparagement or criticism and pain. And they come as pairs. But no matter to what degree we experience these pleasurable or unpleasurable sides of the worldly winds, everyone has to die. And that's what happens to all beings in this world. Well, rather, sorry, it's difficult uh, for us to see this, to see everything as being empty, but it's not something that's above our abilities. When we put in our effort, when we're really sincere to practice, then wisdom can arise within our own hearts, and we can see clearly into the truth. So if we're talking about merit and about skillfulness, these are things which we can uh, develop. And sometimes in our lives there are hindrances to the develop, uh, the development of merit. Maybe it's difficult for us to travel both inside our own country and overseas as well. And this uh, can give us barriers. Uh, but really it's not difficult for us to develop goodness, to develop merit within our own minds. Uh, because it's possible for the mind to develop merit. And just like when we determine to take on the precepts, this already is a form of merit. Or we're chanting, or sincere in our meditation practice. <clears throat> um, this is us training our minds to be peaceful, and it's a very high form of merit. These are forms of merit that we can create in our body, through our speech, in our mind as well. And for those people who are wise, it's not difficult for them to create merit. We see that nowadays we can receive a lot of knowledge, a lot of information through social media. And perhaps we notice that other people uh, have received a lot of good things in their lives. And we can respond by saying sadhu and amodana, that we uh, are happy for them. Uh, when, we pee, when we see people who have met with success, then we feel pleased. And uh, this is what we call the uh, mudita jitta, uh, the mind that has this uh, sympathetic joy within it. Other people gain wealth, they gain status, they gain praise, they gain happiness, then we feel pleased for them as well. And this is a bit different from anamodana, uh, giving our anamodana is when we see others do goodness, when we see them being generous or being moral, helping out society, then we, in those cases, we give our anamodana uh, for their actions of goodness. 
But when those actions of goodness, when that developing of parami gets results for those people, when they experience the good results of that, uh, then we feel pleased for them as well. When they gain uh, wealth, when they gain position, when they gain happiness through success in their studies or in their work, then we feel pleased for them. And this is mudita. And mudita is the benign heart. So we feel pleased in the goodness in the lives of others. We have uh, kindness for them. We have compassion for them. And we also have this mudita. So mudita is one of the Brahma Viharas, the four Brahma Viharas. And it's something that we can take up as a meditation object and develop intentionally. So metta is the wish for beings to be happy. Karuna is the wish for them to be free from suffering. And mudita is finding joy in the success of other people and the happiness of them and wishing for them not to be separated from that. I wish that the gain that they experience, the uh, status that they have, the praise that they get, the happiness they have, that they're always with that, that they're not separated from the ones that they, <clears throat> or the things that they love or enjoy. So this mudita, jitta, it helps to suppress jealousy because it's the nature of the mind that has been under the sway of defilements for a long time to get jealous because it has the sense of self. And so we see that goodness is something that we can develop easily, even during times of crisis like we're in now. This crisis of the pandemic um, and economic crisis as well. Or whenever we see other people succeeding, then we can create goodness through finding joy in their success. There may be some countries gain a vaccine against COVID and we can feel happy for them. Uh, that just as we would be happy if uh, we gain that vaccine, so when we see them have it, then we're happy for them. Whenever people succeed, then uh, we feel happy for them as though we have succeeded as well. To reflect that those people who gain this vaccine, they don't have to have a fear from this illness anymore, that they have the good fortune to have gotten this. So this is a way that we can uh, develop this mudita and goodness in this present age. For those who are going through difficult times, we wish them to be freed from that hardship, to not meet with illness, to not meet with any harm. And by doing this, we're developing goodness in our own hearts. So for those people who um, have the barami, who have wisdom, uh, they are able to develop goodness, to develop skillfulness um, in this way. And the skillfulness is that which takes care of our hearts, because we see that these hearts bear great importance, there's something that are very valuable. The, the external wealth that we have, this too has value to it, but it's the mind that is of most importance. And we understand that if 
our minds are ruined, then everything outside of us becomes ruined as well. So we need to be very cautious around them. We need to take good care of them. We need to try to develop uh, these minds, to develop uh, mindfulness, this recollection, uh, sati, and also sampajanya, this clear comprehension or an all-around knowing. So what we're doing when we meditate, uh, when we bring our minds to a kamatana, a meditation object, is training our minds to become peaceful. And this is a skillful act. It's something that um, has a lot of goodness um, in doing this. So just like how when we gain wealth, we gain status, etc., we need our wisdom to care for that. So we also need wisdom to care for the merit that we have. Because uh, if, or rather, if we don't have wisdom, um, then when we gain good things, there'll be a fear of losing them. We engage in this practice for the purpose of understanding the truth of sankharas, of conditioned phenomena. We understand how they are, and we gain a clear um, view of them. We know the reality of them. And in doing this, uh, we see the Dhamma. And really, the Dhamma is something that is open and revealed already. This nature of inconstancy, of arising and ceasing, it's all around us. But why is it that the mind doesn't see it? What's the reason? What's covering over our minds? It's this delusion, it's darkness, this nature of not knowing, which gives rise to attachment. The mind comes to this body and it attaches, it clings to it, taking this thing as really being my possession. And uh, the, and we think that we don't want for this body to meet with any damage, with any danger. So when we reflect upon this, um, we can think kind of consciously these thoughts that this body is not mine, it's not really me. Uh, but those thoughts, they're not able to destroy the ignorance that we have. Um, we can understand in this way at the time that we're thinking those thoughts, but when we experience a sight or a sound or a smell, odor, sorry, um, a taste or tactile sensation, or there's a thought that arises in the mind, then we'll get pulled into delusion once again. So we need to establish our awareness firmly here in the present moment and be studying this present moment here, gain knowledge right here, to really try our best to do this. If we look well, we'll see that all things are empty, and sometimes we really can come to an understanding of this. And this is um, the path that takes us to seeing the Dhamma. We need to build up our wisdom first. And initially we do this through our thoughts. We think that this body is just a collection of elements, it's not self. It's something that comes together temporarily and then it disbands. So we think in this way to gain a degree of understanding, a certain level of wisdom. Uh, but when we meet with 
a sense impression, then a sense of self arises once again. So we tell ourselves, this is actually not self. And when we do this, the heart feels at ease. If, as we're thinking, the mind just becomes more and more unsettled, it becomes um, more dispersed, then we need to stop doing that and come back to our meditation objects, knowing the breath as it comes and leaves. And through doing this, the mind should become peaceful, become still. And then we can go contemplating and thinking anew. So we contemplate in order to bring about peace, to bring about an inner sense of comfort and ease. Um, to see that there's no true self, and this will reduce the conceit that we have. So when we have goodness, um, we'll also uh, be well established in sila dhamma as well, in our virtue. And uh, we see that we are established in this. And it can be difficult to find people who have a decent sense of morality. But it's also possible that we become attached to our own goodness. And this is a feeling that can be quite deep in our hearts. But it's something that we shouldn't worry about. Because it's natural that we gain these feelings. Because we're someone who is still practicing, we're still walking on this path. So there's going to be attachment um, to these things. That there's a sense of conceit, and that's just something that's natural. But it's also something that arises and ceases in the mind. It's something that's not self. So we should put it down. As we carry on doing this, um, we carry on training in this way then whatever arises in the mind, we tell ourselves it's not sure, it's inconstant. We contemplate all of the sense impressions that we experience in our hearts, and we have mindfulness there looking right at our own minds. Whatever feeling arises, any emotion, it's not sure, it's unstable. If we like something, that's unsure. If we don't, that's unsure. If we love or we hate, that's unsure, it's unstable. When we train our minds in this way, they'll become peaceful, they'll uh, become comfortable. And this is how we use mindfulness, to look right at the mind. We try to gain a clear insight that these uh, things arise and cease. And uh, any thoughts or any proliferation that occurs, then we know what's happening. We're up to speed with that, we're on top of it. And we know that it's not correct, that these proliferations, they're not true. And here is wisdom arising, this insight into the Dhamma. We contemplate into the body, we separate the body out uh, for the purpose of gaining a clear understanding of it. And then when the mind starts to proliferate again, we're on top of that, we know that as it's happening and know that really um, these proliferations are not true. And we see that any thoughts of conceit are not self. Uh, it's just the nature of a mind that is caught in this realm of self to believe in them and to come up with them. 
So, but when we see that these thoughts are not self, then in doing that, we see the Dhamma arise within our own hearts. So we try and train ourselves in this manner to do this continuously, to always be cultivating and uh, giving rise to merit. And this can take us to seeing the Dhamma, to um, attaining to the Dhamma. It's possible for us to do that. So if we have wisdom, then we'll be able to look um, at our lives, and that even in this time of crisis, it's still very possible for us to give rise to goodness, to develop merit. So we shouldn't become discouraged or disheartened, but rather really put in our efforts to try to see the danger in the cycle of samsara, to see that this body is the residence of illnesses, bacteria, viruses, that if we didn't have a body, then it's possible—it's impossible for sickness to arise within it. Uh, because sickness gets born here in this body. When we have cells, then there'll be illnesses that try to destroy those cells. Uh, but the mind wants for uh, the body to stay strong, to not get destroyed, because this is the place where the mind resides. So it tries to protect this body. But whatever we do, this body is going to have to deteriorate. It's going to have to break apart um, following its own time frame. And so we should contemplate into this to see it as Dhamma. <laughs>